This is episode 128 of the Auto What podcast. I'm Amon Bashir. With me is Keegan On. Okay. And uh, <laughs> Robert Carroll. Hey. He's here. So uh, our guest today is Sydney Smith. How's it going, Sydney? I'm good. How you doing? Good, good. Thanks for coming on the show. So Sydney, we're going to learn about you, know, you being an Ottawaan, a guy who adventures a fair bit, I guess, camps around a yeah, uh, uh, YouTuber yeah. as well. So we'll get to all of that. But first, Rob, what are we drinking? Today, I, like, I understand Keegan picked this, yes. so it makes sense that it's a weird one. Yeah. This is uh, from Waller Street. Yeah. And it's called the Tiger Milk White Stout. So this is... I don't know if we should call it weird. No, there's a, a potential lot. sponsor. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the website, all it shows is it like a prescription form for medicinal liquor from the Bureau of Prohibition. Like, it's, they're very stylized to make this like a Prohibition-style brew. Well, you, you know, all of Waller Street's like that. So yeah. they're under the loft... Or, mm. or uh, what's under the law? Level one, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and they're set up in sort of a speakeasy type environment. Okay. Okay. And everything they have there is almost like it's a prohibition theme. It's really, really cool to check out. And, and they're they're not really a, a bar. They're a bottle store, I guess. So okay. you can get okay. samples there, but you, they're not right. super late. The bartender had suspenders. Okay. And now, yeah, that's the kind yeah. of vibe. <laughs> <laughs> and they have pictures of like prohibition era things and them reenacting it uh, in like 2016 or right. 17. So, so it's kind of cool. I'll, I'll look around, but this this looks like a prescription for tiger milk. Yeah. Like not a beer, but tiger milk, and it happens to be alcoholic. So <laughs> I guess. I'm curious. What does it taste like? Uh, it it tastes like... I, I, I can't even pick up any... Like, do I think coconuts? Stout? Coconuts? There is. That? I think it's like coconut, yeah, coconut. and I think like a, a rum finish. A rum finish. Rummy, maybe. Great. I don't know. I remember the guy said coconut. Okay. But it's, a, it's, it's neat. I've never seen a, a white stout before and i was asking the guy what that means because when you think of a stout you think of a dark beer and yeah. i think he was saying it's roasted in uh, a similar style to how stouts are oh, interesting are made with roasted hops or malt What's okay the part you roast the hops hops probably also the malts probably just roast everything yeah mm-hmm. all right the okay. water but yeah sydney what do you think of this uh <laughs> this is beer um it tastes like beer yeah, nice. that's all I really yeah. success. I'm not much of a beer drinker, mm-hmm. so it tastes like a beer should taste. Yeah, okay. I guess it's it's it, it goes down smooth. Um, yep. I had some troubles drinking beer um, when I was like a teenager for whatever reason. My body kind of rejected it. Oh, mm-hmm. so yeah. I've somewhat started to get back into it now, I and it, it tastes like a beer tastes. All right, <laughs> that's all I really got. Are you going to get ill on this show? No. Okay. No. Good. Yeah. All right. Be a dramatic show. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Eh? It is. It is. Um, Smooth, like it. It has a kind of milky feel. Okay. The beer, you know, if you have like, there's Tom Green's milk stout. Mm-hmm. It has that kind of feel. It's kind of the opposite of hops, right? Perhaps. Okay. And it's white. Yeah. Good assessment. Very astute. Love it. What do you guys think? <laughs> I, I think we already went through it. You didn't pass judgment though. <laughs> That's true. I, yeah, I, I actually, I used to be that person, like up through even like the middle of university where a beer was a beer and it was like, I almost didn't want to drink a beer just because it was that, like I didn't like the taste. Right. And we're at the point now we've done so many of these episodes that this honestly doesn't taste like a beer to me. Like it doesn't just taste like a beer. It actually tastes like there's some nuance to it. And, mm, yeah. and I appreciate that. I don't taste coconut though. Oh, you don't? Eh? I, yeah, no, I, I, not, I get so much. some of it anyway. Mm. Uh, but no, it I, is I, good. I do like it. Yeah, it's, mm. uh, it is different. And again, like you said, a white, a white stout is... Uh, is is different. I don't think I've ever had one before, except for from uh, Waller Street. But yeah, no, I I enjoy it. 
And, uh, you know, to this day, you're talking about how, like, you know, way back when beer is beer, I can still always go back to a Canadian, but it's always my, like, baseline, and right. I know everything is just different, yeah. but, uh, yeah. yeah, there's that. Anyway, so we're drinking that throughout the episode, but, uh, Sid, uh, can I call you Sid, Sidney? Yeah, what, yeah. Do you, what, what, what do you go by? Um, I usually answer to whatever. I'm not too particular. Oh, nice. oh that's a dangerous I, game. Uh, <laughs> I call myself Sydney, but like I answer to Sid. Uh, I answer to a lot of weird nicknames about you know height and things like that. What's the weirdest nickname you've had? Jeez. Uh, <laughs> you can think about it throughout the episode if you want, but uh, string bean probably. String bean. Yeah. Oh, all right. String bean is the Sydney's very tall for the listener. Yes. Yeah. 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 Six right. foot five guys. Good stuff. Okay. <laughs> It, I can see it. It's like borderline freakishly tall, but like not quite. <laughs> not quite there. Yeah, yeah. it okay. works out. Not bad. I met a guy well, named Alexander recently. And he introduced himself as Alexander. And then I was working with him all day. And just offhand, I called him Alex one time. And he corrected me. Oh, wow. <laughs> weird. It is weird, right? Wait, I think I think you did that to me once. Oh, yeah. uh, I was like, hey, how's it going, Keegan? You're like, it's Keegan. Oh, I was probably joking, though. Okay. <laughs> this guy was dead serious. All right. Well, now that we've settled that, I guess. Uh, um, Sid, where uh, where are you from? Um, so I'm born and raised in Ottawa. I've been... Uh, I lived in Ottawa for the first 25 years of my life, and um, I've recently moved away for school, but I still come back on weekends. Okay. Um, I'm from the West End. Um, my family has lived in the same house for um, the 26 years wow. uh, in Bell's Corners. Yeah. Yeah. You don't often get that anymore, right? Eh? No, yeah, it's great. actually it's 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 weird to think about how um, you know back then um, moving sounded like this crazy thing, and as a child you never want to go through it. But but now that I've moved around a lot, it's actually a normal thing. And it's strange that my family lived in the same house for actually the twenty four years. It's funny how that flipped. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. But like at the same time, I do I do definitely appreciate um, you know the fact that I still have the same childhood house, and yep. in the kitchen there's still those like. Uh, pencil markings on the wall of like yeah. here's Sydney in 2004 and 2005 and you see yeah. the the height that that you know we all grew at absolutely absolutely all that fun stuff all right uh, and so you stayed here for you sorry you said 20 how many uh, years 20 25 25 yeah and then you know going through school and things did you did you do anything like I as as you approach adulthood or anything did you think about leaving or did you just decide to stay or leaving leave? Ottawa or leaving yeah, exactly. the house uh, um, both even okay um, <laughs> so I thought about leaving Ottawa yep. um it was when I was like 17 18 19 20 that kind of area mm -hmm. um mainly because I wanted to go to British Columbia I think that's like if anyone's gonna go anywhere that's the country or, well, the country that's the <laughs> province they're gonna go to yeah uh, just the mountains and the, the atmosphere and the environment and the 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 naturistic feel that, that province has to it. Sure. Uh, and I, it was one of those, like, you know, me and a bunch of friends had, like, plans to move out to get a job because of the Olympics. And yeah. Mm. That never, you know, nothing ever came <laughs> of that, of course, because we're just, you know, 18, 19-year-olds talking, you know, talk and talk, essentially. Yeah. Sure. Um, I, I have had a lot of thoughts about moving out. And, um, you know, I've had full-time jobs. And... Um, it, it's good to stay at home when you're going to school. Yep. You get to save money. But when you have a full-time job, um, it is also nice to get out and live on your own and experience um, life without parents there. Even if the parents aren't holding your hand, they're still there and there's still things that you almost like restrict yourself from doing. Mm -hmm. Yep. Right? And and I feel that it would have been good for me and it is good for me now to get out and, and you know, experience life on my own, per se. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what, yeah. what got you to leave Ottawa? Um... 
Okay. Um, my <laughs> my job, I guess. Um, yep. So I work for the military, yep. uh, the Canadian Armed Forces, um, in the Air Force yep. as an avonic systems technician, which is uh, right now I'm in school. Um, I actually live in CFB Borden. Um, which is where again? It's near Barrie. Right. And I'm I'm studying to basically fix electronical electrical stuff on aircraft. That's all right. I'm doing great here, guys. That's all right. You're, yeah, you, a, you didn't study English. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, but but you so, still... So I, I moved out because training, essentially. Of course, you know what yeah. I mean? Wherever, wherever the training is, that's where I got to go. Yep. So, uh, you know, there's basic training, which is in, near Montreal. And then I went to... Um, Barry, and then I've been to Kingston, and I've been up to Petawawa for a few months. Oh, yeah. I've been, in the past year and a half, been all around, all oh, around yeah. the province anyways, not really. I guess so. And what, what, what led you, I, I know, yeah, I mean, a, a lot of people toy with the decision on, do I want to join the armed forces, or do I want to take this step, or, or otherwise, you know, what were some of the considerations for you? Um... Well, I have a, a brother-in-law and my best friend. Actually, you, you might you might remember Mike Ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike Ball's my best friend. He's still like it's been 13 years that we still talk. Oh, and, wow, uh, great. He actually joined up a long time ago, and yeah. you know he's he's got his life and where he went. So I, I really had um, not only someone who I trusted, someone's opinion that I trusted, but um, it was like a positive opinion. So, yep. so you know what I mean? A lot of people can throw negatives around. It's really easy to throw negatives around, but, but he always, when talking to him, he would say, you know, like you have this X amount of pay and, and these are the benefits of joining as opposed to like, oh, you don't want to do it because here's the negatives and here's oh, like, like mm. mm-hmm. yeah. so, so looking at it from a, a positive perspective, uh, it made sense. Yep. Yeah. Uh, logically it makes sense. It made sense at the time for me to join up. Um, I was working at a company called excess cargo. Okay. Um, they went under, it was a retail a retail chain, 50 stores nationwide. I actually made it pretty far. I was a store manager, then an area manager for Ottawa, and then I was an acting district manager in the BC market for three months. Oh. That was all like age 22, 23. Yeah. Like I was doing well, but you know, you can work 80-hour weeks and still not be satisfied. Sure. I, I've, I've worked a 96-hour week once, and every time oh. my, my head hit the pillow, there was more to do. You never got home being like, oh, I did it. I'm so happy with what right. I've accomplished. It's right. like, okay, you know, it's maximum stress. There mm-hmm. was no... Um, self-appreciation for what you're doing with your life and and it after the company went under it was something that i didn't want to do for the rest of my life yeah like i just decided okay like i was good at retail you know um i can be a people person when it's my job to be (laughs) let's say um but uh i um yeah, I just didn't want to do retail anymore. That I figured that was not the career path I wanted to follow for the rest of my life. And um, you know, hearing all the positives and the benefits from the military, it seemed like a good decision. And then, okay, um, yeah, uh, the application process took about a year to go through uh, from start to finish. But oh, really? Yeah, oh, I didn't, yeah, didn't it's, realize. It's, it's actually a lot faster. Um, there was a mistake on my end where sometimes the forces.gc emails go to your junk mail. So, like, I was looking through my junk mail, and it was, like, the 30th day, um, which is, like, the last day before your junk mail, like, deletes (laughs) old emails. And there was an email there from the forces, and I was like, ah. Close call. Yeah. 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 So, it was, like, call them right away and be like, I got the email. I'm not ignoring you. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you don't want to ignore the urn versus. No, not really. That's right. That's right. That's interesting about, like, the positives of of, uh, the military, because you don't hear about that. But I know I I added Mike on Facebook kind of recently. Yeah, and he's in M- Malaysia or something. He and he's taking these amazing pictures. He's on yeah. beaches all the time. It seems oh, like, no. seems yeah, like having a good time. Yeah, he's um, 
He's on a deployment right now. Well, not a deployment. He's on an exercise, let's say. Okay. Um, but he, yeah. One of the cool things about the Canadian Armed Forces is you get to travel and do yeah. all these all these cool things and see all these cool places that you, you might not be able to see mm-hmm. in your regular life or it would cost you a lot of money to go there. Right. And it's a lot of planning. And, and you actually get to travel as part of your job, which is you know quite appealing to most people. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. And, and sorry, in, in terms of the traveling, you've had the opportunity to do is that where you're referring to things like Kingston and Padawawa, or is that where you've been living? Those have been bases that I've been living at okay. for different yeah. training programs. Can so you talk about some of the places you've been able to travel? Uh, if you can't, that's all right. I too. haven't. Oh, you haven't yet? Okay, that's no, cool. Yeah. I, traveled, uh, I traveled to Ottawa, actually. There was an exercise. <laughs> it sounds beautiful. Wow. There was an exercise in Ottawa, so I got to come down and, and yeah, stay great. here for a couple of weeks. That's great, yeah. Um, there's a few other exercises that are all around the country, but I was fortunate enough that I... I was allowed to come home and live at home and see my family for two and a half, three weeks, which was nice. Oh, nice. Oh, Instead of going somewhere else. Not mm-hmm. bad. Yeah. And you still come back. Is it every weekend? Uh, Almost? Literally, yeah. The first weekend I'm not coming back will be next weekend, actually, which is strange. Canada, what are you doing? <laughs> Canada's 150th. Um, yeah. We have a family cottage up near Barrie. So, I get that. Okay. Uh, oh, um, yeah, it's a really good time to see friends who I haven't seen in, you know, nine, ten months. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. I think a lot of Ottomans are, are uh, considering staying out of Ottawa for Canada Day. Yeah. yeah. People yeah. are kind of dreading it. Uh, yeah, they're expecting millions, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. the uh, every single hotel in Ottawa was actually sold out for this weekend last year. I heard uh, about that. Yeah, uh, into the summer last year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's uh, that's yeah. crazy. You should rent a room or something here. Pe- yeah, people are making killings for yeah. Airbnb. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, something to consider. <laughs> uh, Sydney, you, you seem very outdoorsy. I know we were talking about your your dream is to live in BC, which I don't think is everyone's dream. You know, I think some people don't like the the west coast but for an outdoorsy person i think it is uh, amazing you want to talk about the outdoors can you speak on the outdoors the outdoors yeah, yeah. yeah i love yeah. the outside it's it's yeah. so yeah um that's a pretty pretty wide category what do you want to mm-hmm. know about it like uh what do you like to do outdoors what okay. are you your outdoors activities so so for me um i like i like being athletic and active so um I do a lot of camping and fishing, but the, the, there's athleticism built into that. So I do. Um, I have a kayak, and it's not a fishing kayak. It's actually a touring kayak. Uh, a fishing kayak is wider, and it's an open top, and a touring kayak is a lot more longer. They go up to like 17, 18 feet long, and they're very narrow, so they're very fast through the water. Ah. And the, um, they're a little bit harder to fish out of, but you, the, the distance you can travel is two, three times um, the distance that you could travel in uh, a fishing kayak or an open top kayak in the same amount of time. So... Um, I have a kayak and I can, you know what I mean? It's, I can almost launch the kayak and paddle four or five kilometers until you feel like you're in the middle of nowhere, wow. even though you're literally, you know what I mean? You're kind of almost in the city. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then uh, I also personally, I do a lot of camping, not a lot, but I, I definitely get out there. I like, my goal is 20 nights this year to be camped. Right. And so far I've hit like five or six. Yeah, so yeah. I still got a ways to go, but mm-hmm. I guess it's hard, especially up in Barry. Like it gets cold quicker than here. Right. It's south of here, I think. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh we'll edit that out. That's okay. <laughs> Barry's actually got a really weird um, weather system because it's just off of Georgian Bay. Oh, okay. So it, it gets warmer faster there. Um, colder, I'm not too sure about, but the cold right, doesn't really yeah, bother yeah. me. Um, I've it's been, like, yeah, it's like what I said, but the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're 100% wrong. Yeah. Uh, that's great. So when, when would the camping season be? Or like when? Year when round. Would, Wow, really? Yeah, like the oh, the man. coldest I've ever had at night was negative eleven. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've never actually done a negative thirty five. Right. I don't think many people have or would want to, but mm-hmm. um, no, it's it's honestly it's nice to get out. Um, you can 
sounds childish, but you can almost build snow forts. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. You, you know, you want to build up a wall around the tent to make sure that the wind doesn't rush underneath. Mm. And you want to kind of build up a wall to reflect the heat from the fire as well as um, keep the wind off the fire. And you almost make this kind of little, I don't know how to describe it, but it's, it's like a fort essentially yeah. that yeah. You, you have to like, you know, Sounds shovel kind of like out and navigate. Yeah, like to some extent, the, yeah. The walls around. Ah, yeah, walls around walls, can, so. Yeah. That's okay. neat. Yeah, and it's, it's, I don't know, it's a lot of fun. You mm-hmm. can just go out and play in the snow almost like you're a little kid. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. So what, one of the things uh, that you, you mentioned beforehand or you wrote in your form beforehand is, um, uh, you know, you're talking about people who might want to camp around Ontario. And I don't think everybody knows this, but talk about Ontario Crown Land and what that means. For yeah, people. yeah. I'm actually... Um, really excited about that and then the other one's the green belt which yes that's you of course yeah um so ontario crown land is land owned by the crown it's owned by the government it's not owned by any uh, private investors it's not private property right so so anyone can use it at any time during the year and there's little restrictions to it um so the the only restriction that I'm aware of is you're not allowed to stay in the same spot for more than 21 days, 21 calendar days through the year. That's right. Oh, so and that's that's essentially to protect the land. They don't want like they don't really want you going out and making your own campsite that you come to and that other people come to because then the resources and the animals around that particular campsite will um, diminish or it, it'll it'll kind of hurt. I won't hurt the environment. It's not the right way to say it. But it kind of uses up the space or maybe cha- yeah, changes the, the space. resources. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it it almost you're almost leaving a presence of of humanity right. there as opposed to leaving it naturally. Like, yeah. So, right. um, yeah. If if you go on Google and you, you just type in the Ontario Crownland Atlas, um, that'll the first link will take you right to the website. And then the Ontario, there's a there's a link on the website that's literally called the Ontario Crownland Atlas. And when you look that up, it's a picture of Ontario, like a topographical map, and everything in yellow is Crownland. And you'd be amazed at, at how much free land there is to go and use wow. and and you can do pretty much anything like like it's mainly used for like quadding hunting fishing camping but like um yeah specifically i use it for fishing and camping mm-hmm. um you can literally use it for anything you sometimes you'll be out there and you'll see a bunch of people riding by on horses right wow. strange but yeah. it happens <laughs> i guess eh? Rob, yeah, is, that, is there anything near ottawa rob uh you have to go a bit it looks like mm-hmm. but like most of the southern half of Ontario, geographically, not like regionally. I know people yeah. get picky about what's like northern Ontario, <laughs> yeah. like actual north or the direction. <laughs> it seems like a lot of like the southern half of actual geographic Ontario is what's something other than like I guess south of Barrie, it looks like in Kingston okay. isn't, and then like Ottawa, that corner isn't, but everything else. So, where would I go from if I was an Ottawan? I wanted to go look at Crown or use Crown Crown Land. Like go west for like an hour, maybe. Yeah, that's actually. Um, yeah. It pretty much starts in the Calabogie area. Okay, cool. Yes, yes. Yeah, so it's, very neat. It's just about an hour west. Yeah, it's wow. interesting. Sometimes yeah. camping gets expensive when you go to. Yeah, you know, when you go to campsite. a campsite, you yeah. don't really, in my opinion, you don't get the full camping feel. Like no. your your campsite is maybe. 50 feet by 100 feet and you're right next to other right. rambunctious yeah, yeah. campers that are doing the same drunken rowdy kind of dance that yeah. you're doing and yeah you know to some people like myself don't really want that yeah uh it doesn't make sense to go to one of those sites and like uh camping for me is more of a minimalist thing it's mm-hmm. not uh like I, I like to try and camp out of my backpack so, so you, cool. you everything is in your backpack that's all you have so i have a really small tent you have dehydrated food things like that you don't you know what I mean? Some to some people, camping is sleeping in a tent, but they bring like blow up air mattresses and like grills that you can plug in, yeah, and, and yeah. they have like outhouses and showers. Like, mm-hmm. 
you know, if, if you want to get clean, you have to dive in the lake. And if the lake's 14 degrees, well, you better, <laughs> you better get in and get out fast, right? Yeah. Right. So there's no reservations or anything for the Crown Land? You can just you, go? You literally just go. Wow. Yeah. And um, there's, there's forced access roads, which are essentially logging roads all oh, throughout there, right? Yeah. And um, that's pretty much what you can use to get yourself in deep. Mm -hmm. um, the only thing that you do need to be weary of is there's no cell phone reception out there. Okay. Or, excuse me, or very little cell phone reception out there. So you, you got to make sure you're prepared to venture out into a place where if you get into a pickle, you can get yourself out of it, right? Right, right. Yeah, uh, yeah. Anywhere from flat tires to like broken limbs, right? right. You got well, Jeez, yeah. It's a little graphic, but you got to be able to get yourself out of that situation. So you might have to, you know what I mean? You might need to know that, okay, it's a 10 kilometer hike or drive back to the road where I'd be able to flag someone down to mm. be able to help drive me here Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's so if you, you know, I, I know per se that my sister, um, I'm trying to convince her to go camping. I mm -hmm. think I make a really cool video cause she's, she's never really been outside of like girl guides. Yeah. And, um, one of her main concerns was going to Algonquin park. There's no cell phone reception. Mm -hmm. Ah. So what do you do when you get stuck? Right. If yeah. you, even if, even if it's just something like a twisted ankle, if you're a two, three day hike from, uh, getting help, like that can be a serious situation. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. You, you just, like, like if you're going to use this land, you got to make sure you're prepared, right? Make sure either you're going with a buddy or, or you have a vehicle with you or yeah. some sort yeah. of exit plan. Letting people know where you are at all times is important as well, yeah. right? Um, me personally, I'm not really scared of like the threats out there. You know, the, the worst thing is like a, a bear yeah. or a pack yeah. of wolves, but like bear spray, which is just um, pepper spray on steroids, yeah. usually covers you for most <laughs> things. Mm -hmm. So... Okay. How does your Candy Crush data upload? <laughs> like you can play it offline, right? But it does does it sync up when you get back into reception? I have no I experience. I think that one usually it does uh like you need the internet to play any level. I don't think so. Cuz it checks with the once. network. It checks with the network every level. Maybe I guess it might have some cache or something like a few levels ahead say. Let's see. Yeah. We'll have to test it out. Yeah, that's my just sister. Throw you in the backwoods and see what happens. So Amon and I both pulled this up on our computers. I did a quick measurement. At, like, this is very back of the envelope, but it seems like roughly there's about four times as much crown land as the entire um, the entirety of England, the country of England. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's yeah, just to so. give a sense of how much land there actually is. There, there is, is a ton, yeah. yeah. We, oh. should, uh, we should add the link to our uh, yeah, episode, yeah, yeah, guys, sure. our episode uh, page. Uh, so with that, let's, uh, let's jump to a game actually. Uh, yeah. You have a game, yeah. Okay. I have a game, but it only works if, uh, we talked about fishing already. Let's talk about fishing. <laughs> <laughs> do you like fishing? Do you? Yeah. Well, <laughs> it depends what, what you, what do you want to know? You ask questions. Let's, let's uh, start there maybe. So, uh, well, where, where do Keegan you think can ask a question about guess, fishing? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. maybe. I have, uh, well, I, I'm very, very interested because the, the main reason I wanted you on is because I, I found, I find your your YouTube channel very, very uh, interesting. I think it's a really neat uh, concept because you have a, a fishing show. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't exactly. <laughs> well, no, I wouldn't exactly call it a show. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. oh, okay. They're just kind of random videos that I, I put together. Um, okay. There, there's no set time or or. Um, there's no set schedule as to when I release them. There's sure. no set time length as to how long they are, or how they're structured. They're, mm -hmm. To be honest, every single one is structured differently. I like making narrative videos that are like 20 minutes long where right. it's, it's kind of me. Um, actually, the first time I did it, I went uh, camping and fishing with one of my friends and, and he brought his girlfriend, which is fine. You know, I like Mel. She's a really great person, but I don't like her music. <laughs> so I had a lot of great shots, but it was just 
um, the, the audio was overpowered by this like terrible music being played out of a Bluetooth <laughs> speaker that you find in a Budweiser case. Right. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like it just wasn't good. So I had to start, I had to narrate over the shots with mm -hmm. um, my own voice and, and basically drown out or even eliminate some of the sound effects in the, the video, like or basically get rid of the audio essentially, right? So, right. so I started doing these, these voiceover narrative kind of stories. Um, and then uh, I've recently got into a little more, a bit of a, like a vlogging style. Mm -hmm. And then uh, there's quick pace, slow pace. There's tons of different videos that I do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so where do I fish? Um, the Ottawa River and the Rideau River here are the two places to fish. Uh, and they're actually, they can be overfished. Don't get me wrong. Overfishing is a big concern, but like they are so vast that, um, it's not that big of a concern. Okay. Um, and then where on the Ottawa river, literally anywhere, um, anywhere from Andrew Hayden park, Constance Bay, you can go way out East. You can literally go anywhere with a fishing rod and some worms throw it out there and you'll catch fish. There's no specific wow. spot where there's more fish concentrated in certain mm -hmm. areas. Mm -hmm. Maybe stay away from the rapids. Yeah, that's yeah, I mean, it's a little yeah. bit dangerous, and, <laughs> yep. but there are fish in there. Just I'd what, stay away from them. What do you think of people who fish out of the Rideau Canal? <laughs> There's fish in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've seen people pull bass out of there. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. And then it always uh, throws me off. It's not frowned upon in the fishing community, or like no, yeah. not that I know of. Mm -hmm. um, I don't actually involve myself. And in, there's a couple like fishing groups, like Six One Three Fishing, and there's like Fish Hawk, which is a, a forum that people basically spill all their information on. Mm -hmm. I, I don't really like to partake in those. I like to go find my own spots and kind of keep them secret. Right. Mm. Yeah. Um, but. Not bad. I don't mind fishing the canal. I don't. I don't yeah, see anything yeah, wrong. Just with it. curious. Just curious. So, something I found interesting watching a few of your videos. It it reminded me of um, kind of more traditional fishing shows. You know, like when I, I would watch on TV sometimes as a yeah. as a kid. Like the, maybe not the format exactly, but yeah. just the concept maybe of a, of watching people fish. Mm. But you're doing it in a, a new medium on, on YouTube, mm -hmm. and, and uh, I was interested in. You know what what started that or what kind of audience you have it must be very unique uh, oh, it's very niche you know yeah so mm -hmm. um i i started it as a way to keep in contact with my family and friends that was the main reason for starting mm -hmm. this youtube channel it wasn't it wasn't trying to make money it's never been about trying to make money and honestly i i've made you know a whole 63 dollars but it's never yeah. going to be about <laughs> that money right mm -hmm. it's it's mainly about sharing these experiences with family and friends. So um, I was in Kingston when I started it, and um, there's a, a few really nice lakes in the Kingston area, so I'd bring my kayak up on the, um, on the weeknights, and right after school I'd get out and go fishing yeah. as much as possible. Because it, it's, it's nice just to escape the environment and be, you know, in a half an hour drive you're surrounded by nature, there's no cottages, no nothing, you can paddle for a few kilometers, and, and that's it. Like it's almost like society doesn't exist, which is it's it's a nice feeling for those few hours. Mm -hmm. um, and <laughs> I tried to make my uh, um, I, I make these videos so that my mom, my sister, my brother, my friends, um, they can they can tune in. And instead of instead of me having to keep in contact with them and and well, I, I do keep in contact with them, but mm -hmm. instead of me having to call each and every one and be like, hey, here's here's how it's going, here's what I did today. Oh yeah, how are you doing? They can kind of watch the video and it gives them. A little bit of a sense of how my life is going without right. me having to call them. Yeah. No, like don't get me wrong, I still talk to all my family and friends in Ottawa and come back every weekend to see them. But that's the main idea behind the videos. Yeah. Are are to share my camping experiences and my fishing experiences and uh, 
because that's what I like to do. Mm-hmm. And um, there are other subscribers. You know, there's there's I'm um, I'm at 156 or 165 somewhere around there, yeah. and it's like I'm not trying to get up to that you know 100,000 or million or anything like that. They're just people who are on YouTube and have enjoyed watching my stories and essentially following my life so much yeah. as my family has. So yeah. uh, it's it's kind of cool to think about. But you, you, that's that's the basis of the channel and yeah. what I do. Very cool. It seems like you get thousands of views for uh, for, for some of your stuff anyway. I'm looking um, at it right now. Yeah, so there's a few videos that uh, that have done well. Yep. Uh, two of them are actually GoPro videos. I see that, that's yeah. All I, film is, <laughs> I film with a GoPro. That's mainly my stuff. I have a DSLR I just recently bought. Sure. Um, but it, it's not waterproof and it's not practical on a kayak. So right. Right. I don't use it as often. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, there's a few that are up in the three, 4,000 range. Yep. Those kind of, there's an algorithm that YouTube uses to make your video popular. And then mixed with a bit of like gypsy magic, <laughs> you can, uh, <laughs> you just hit that right marker and, you, and you, it takes off. Yeah. So there's, there's one video that I filmed over the winter and it, within the first week it had a thousand hits, yeah. but then yeah. right after that it dropped, like ah. it, it only lasted like a week because one of the things about the algorithm is it's the length of your video, the length people watch and um, how often you upload. Oh. So I released that video and a camping video and they're both eight to 10 minute long narrations right. and people like enjoyed watching those and they came out like bang, bang, like uh, four, one came out one day and then I think four days later I released the camping one. So, yeah. so if I had kept going, I think I could have ridden that. Um, I don't know if I'd worded it as success, but I could have ridden that wave of, of views and of growth. But, but, uh, it's it's hard when it's a hobby, right? Right. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Of course. But Interesting. Do you have enough information to start your game? Yes, I but do. Before we do the game, I just want to point out: Amon is looking up on the Crown Land. He was looking up Elliot Lake specifically. God, Amon, it's Amon's dinky territory. This show might be over by the next time one is supposed to be released because Amon might be moving to some Crown Land near Elliot Lake. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm a big fan of my hometown. Okay, uh, so I have a game, and it's it's all about uh, fishermen, true or false. Okay. There all kinds, there's a lot of mythology surrounding fishermen. Right? Facts. Yeah. Okay. I want to test your knowledge of true or false fishermen. Facts. Okay. So we're going to play a game in a classic <laughs> Ottawa tradition of team guest versus team Ottawa. Uh, so Sydney, you're going to be representing team guest, Fair the enough. illustrious team guest. Um, as team guest, would you like to go first or second? Team guest will go second. Team second. guest will go second. Okay. Team Ottawa. Your first question, is this true or false? Wind is the fisherman's friend. Is that true or false? True. Okay, this article is not is not structured in true or false. <laughs> but it says, having some chop in the water seems to make bass bite better. Does that make any sense I'd, what I just I'd said? That. that would make it true. True. Wow. Team Ottawa with a, <laughs> a rare point. A surprising point. <laughs> All right. We're at one nothing so far. Let's see. Okay, Sydney, I'm thinking on the theme here. Wind from the east, fish bite the least. Do you think that's true or false? Uh, I'm going to go with false. It is false. Allegedly, the direction of the wind has no bearing on the hunger of fish. (laughs) (laughs) All right, it is 1-1 so far in this game. Here we go. Let's have another fisherman fact for Team Ottawa. What year was... Sydney Smith born. Oh no. <laughs> I know this one, guys. A fact about fishermen. <laughs> um nineteen ninety one. 
That is incorrect. It was 1990. It was 1990. <sighs> it was a great year. Oh. Could not be more wrong. <laughs> okay. All right. Good try. Uh, Sydney, here is your question for Fisherman Facts. Uh, just Fisherman Facts, I guess. It's not really true or false anymore. <laughs> uh, Sydney, what are th uh, three examples of unconventional bait? Holy cow. Um... You could probably name Jeez, well, anything. It's <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all unconventional to me. Um, Just don't say worms. <laughs> or minnows. Okay, well, like, cans, uh, McDonald's cans. wrappers, and human hair. Very nice. Those are all listed on my form. <laughs> <laughs> great, great. Okay, See, so it is, what, 2-1 now? Team Ottawa, you need to get this one if you want to a chance to tie it up. Make sense. <laughs> uh, name a musical band that Sydney Smith has listed as uh, a like on Facebook. Oh, come on, we just met. <laughs> um, you got a computer, man. I guess we could. <laughs> yeah, it's true, right? Eh? Uh, I'm going to say the Arkells. Rob, I'll even give you a chance to correct Amon's wrong answer. <laughs> the first thing I had was Great Big C. Yeah, it's like oh. on theme. It's like yeah, fisherman theme. <laughs> As incorrect as Dallas Smith. Do you only have one? Uh, I honestly didn't know I had any, so. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true. Like, you know, because when you sign up with Facebook, you fill out all the stuff. Yeah. And then oh, I think, yeah. you, like, I don't think anyone maintains that. Interesting. That's no relation, though, right? No. No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. Is that country music? I don't know. What yeah, it's, it's uh, Dallas Smith is a country artist. Are you still, and you still stand by Dallas Smith? Oh, yeah. Sound I love like his music. Old. He's good stuff. Very nice. All right. Uh, Sydney, your last question here. Oh, shoot. On my Facebook page, that's why I can't see the actual <laughs> stuff. Here is your last one. <laughs> this is an article I looked up about fishing myths. <laughs> a bad day fishing is better than a good day at work. Is that true or false? Uh, that's definitely true. <laughs> true. <laughs> why would they even write that? Why would you even say it? <laughs> yeah, and that is how we play Fisherman's Friends. <laughs> I think that's the name that. of a country song. I think it's a medicine. Or at least a line. It's, it's like a throw loss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly. But we are friends of Sydney now. Oh, yeah. Okay. It <laughs> worked. Yeah. Not bad. Uh, so let's get back to your uh, your YouTube channel yeah. quickly. Uh, what got you into the, the, the whether it's a filmmaking or starting the channel or, or uh, you know, buying a GoPro? <laughs> yeah. So um, my friend Nick, actually, um, you might not know him, Keegan. He was a few years younger than me. He was in Dole's Great, if that helps. But um, my friend Nick started a YouTube channel, and it was for similar reasons. He just wanted to, like, almost self-document his, like, adventures. He does a lot more, more like, I'm going to go out and, like, have to catch a grouse or, I guess, have to shoot a grouse to, like, eat dinner yeah. type oh, of wow. things. Yep. And, and it is really cool, and that's not something I wanted to do, but I like the idea of videography. And um, I honestly have a, I have a passion for learning new things. And when you're doing videography, there's always something new to be learned, especially when you have the internet um, as your resource. You know what I mean? You see, you see something in a video and you want to copy that or mm -hmm. you, um, you want to learn how to do something and like, you know, you can Google it and you can figure it out. And then there honestly is a sense of accomplishment when you figure out how to do a simple thing and when the whole video comes together. So I remember the, the most excited I actually got about making one of these videos was um, I used like a, it's my channel intro and right at the end, it says yakking and packing and it fades from blurry to clear. And as soon as the, the bass drops for the dubstep song, it shakes 
the yang and, and it took me like four or five hours to figure out how to do that but once i did it it was the greatest feeling ever and i still remember when it happened i i was um, in my room in kingston i had to run up and down and show all my army friends and they're like you're so excited about this like yeah man you have no idea that's awesome okay uh so I, i'm realizing now we're, we're running up on time but what i want to talk about is uh just one last thing is you went away you've been away from ottawa for the past what two years yeah it's been coming up on two years now now a lot so i uh well at least rob and i've been here for about 10 yep. uh but i'd say over the past five i at least have noticed a lot of change in oh, ottawa yeah. i'm just curious well what have you what have you noticed about uh, some of the changes that, that's um, happened in the past few years like what, what what do you think about how Ottawa's sort of evolving? It's good. Um, I like I like the idea of more more people in the city because you have so many different um, you have different everything I suppose. So yeah. you have the downtown core which is is really clustered, and, but you have these suburbs which are nice and mellow, and and there's there's all sorts of different events going on at at all times. Um, one of, one of the things that I I personally have noticed is you know. Driving to my grandmother's house after church and home on Sundays, and and my dad's like, I remember when that used to be all fields. Now it's all houses, and <laughs> right. like I was like, Dad, you're dumb. Like, what are you doing? And <laughs> now here I am at 27, well, almost 27, driving home and being like, Damn, I remember when that was a farm field, and now it's all houses. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 honestly, it's crazy how fast the development is happening. It's good, absolutely. Um, and then the second thing I noticed is dropping off a friend in the um. Ottawa U area, he was uh, seeing, uh, he was coming down from the weekend with me to see a friend and, and just driving by Ottawa U and it's been under construction for a while now and they have the, the light rail station almost complete. Right. Eh? And that almost blew my mind because I didn't even know it was actually approved to be extended beyond the little strip they have at Carlton there. Oh, yeah. So I came yeah. back and all of a sudden they have like essentially what looks like a train station. Right. You know, just sitting right next to the road and it was, it was, um, it was almost mind blowing to, to, to see how um, how quickly Ottawa's developing and growing. You know, you never Absolutely. really notice until you actually leave and come back, right? Yeah, 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 that's it. Have you seen the one near Bell's Corners? Like on... Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. This, they're, they're building a, a huge bridge um, uh, in the Corkstown kind of equestrian park area. Mm-hmm. They're just slapping it up. Yeah, wow. I don't know what it was for. It's just but like this giant field that was like empty before. Yeah. There's some green belt there. Hey, yeah, that's great. It'd be cool. Yeah. And, and speaking of the green belt, uh, that was one of the things that you wanted to chat yeah, about. Yeah, so, so um, one of the things that, that I somewhat took for granted was the Ottawa green belt. And now that I know more about it, I'm, I'm grateful that Ottawa actually has it. So the green belt is, is 206 square kilometers of forest, and the real estate is strictly, strictly, strictly controlled. Right. There. It is really hard to buy that land or next to impossible to buy that land, and it's simply protected so that we have these... Um, luxurious almost forests at our fingertips it, it actually surrounds old ottawa so it's yeah um it's just outside of gloucester and it runs all the way around barhaven and then in through bell's corners right and it's protected forest with walking trails and hiking trails and skiing trails and biking trails and there's so much stuff that you can do with this forest and you just don't have that in other cities yeah it's one of the things i found is is you know in kingston you can drive for half an hour to an hour and there's no um there's no problem with going going for a walk in the forest there but but uh, in bigger cities, uh, you know, I went down to visit Mississauga and their forest was literally almost like a, like the size of a football field and it was full of pine trees and it had like a, a paved 
path with lights and benches and that was what they considered a forest yeah you know what i mean so so to come to ottawa and actually you know it's a population of over a million now and yep. to actually have this this forest that's you know just a few kilometers from your house that you can almost essentially bus to yeah, yeah. And, and spend a day and almost like apart from the fact that you have a plane coming overhead you can't even hear cars in some points and it's, right. it's really nice to feel like you're, you're you know in the middle of nowhere even though you're right next to the city absolutely right. so, hey, that's great okay well thanks for that uh, uh sid like yeah, I, 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 you bring a perspective that I don't think the three of us really had, uh, which, which is awesome. So, mm-hmm. uh, before we end the show, I'll give you a chance to promote anything you want to promote. What's your YouTube channel? Yeah, so the YouTube channel is uh, it's called Yakin and Packin. Um, and it's it's <laughs> okay. <laughs> it, it essentially, from his backpacking, which, which like hiking and backpack camping, and ah, yeah. Yakin is kayaking. Um, ah, but yeah. there's tons of play on words that I, I will hopefully be doing in the future. Like yakking can be like talking, essentially, right? right. Sure, yeah, yeah. So uh, okay. it's Y A K I N, the and symbol, and then P A C K I N. Okay, um, and we'll link that on our page. Yeah, as well. yeah, and then I have Instagram as well, which is yakin underscore and underscore pack and and is spelled out that time as opposed to the uh, symbol. Okay, Amberson. Yeah. Uh, and Twitter as well. Uh, no, I don't see too much of a point to a Twitter if I have Instagram. Yeah, good point. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, Rob, where can the listeners find us? They can find us at ottawhatpodcast.com. There you'll find this episode and all the stuff we talked about, including that Crown Land thing, which is pretty cool. You should go and check out that atlas. And uh, we've got Facebook page, Twitter account. Yep. All very easy to find. If you, again, go to that homepage or just search for Ottawa. Perfect. Uh, Keegan, do you have anything to say? I do. I went, uh, Brew Donkey sent us on uh, oh, yeah. a beer tour yeah. yesterday, and uh, it was very kind of them to uh, include us. It was on their media only tour. Right. We are technically media. Yep. <laughs> well, we ran into, we, Oman and I ran into yeah. Brad, and he said, hey, you guys should come if you yeah. interested. Yeah. And yeah. So I took, uh, I took great guy. one of our writers, Eric, and we had a really great time. Yeah. So I just wanted to say a nice shout out to them, and they have like a new revamped bus that's specifically for beer tasting so they have tables in the bus and mm-hmm. they have all these beer facts around Amazing. it's really neat so if you did a, a, a brewery tour with brew donkey before and you're kind of over it you should uh try it again because it was really cool this time yeah, awesome the, the bus looks really cool it yeah. does look really cool and it was also cool last time but the bus is so yeah. often you know like i remember we went on a few yeah and then but once you see brewery you kind of seen them all but now it's kind of a new experience. I enjoyed it again. I didn't think I would enjoy it as much as I as I did. Positive review from Keegan. <laughs> <Not> ex- <laughs> it was very very fun. Yeah, that's that's the message we want to send. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> With that, Sydney, uh, you can end the episode just by saying Ottawa. Ottawa.